Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skide trætte af alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakre. but nobody's managed to muster the motivation to actually put the decorations on the tree, which is totally fine. We're not a massive Christmas decoration family anyway, um, but we've got my sister coming down from Queensland for Christmas this year, so I'm excited that we get to do a family Christmas with all of us. And um, I might tell you a little bit about, in a, a bit further on in the episode, about what the Ravels are doing for Christmas gifts because today's episode comes in the form of a listener dilemma. And the listener dilemma is all about Christmas and gifts. And so I thought it was a perfect time to float this, talk about it and see how we can help this listener out. And so I'm going to read out their message. I didn't get um, permission to use their name, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. It says, hello, I'm a podcast lover and longtime listener with a question about imposing limits on others in regards to Christmas gifts. My children are three and five, and they're the only grandchildren for both mine and my husband's parents. The number of gifts we receive at Christmas is overwhelming and quite stressful. I've had a frank conversation with my parents about sticking to a limited number of presents, and this has worked pretty well. My mother-in-law is a little harder. I don't feel the freedom to be as frank with her. She loves giving gifts and has taken offense in the past at the suggestion of experience gifts. Please help. Do you have advice about being sensitive while also being firm? For many reasons, I don't want to continue having an outlandish Christmas celebration at her house that results in a packed car and a very stressed out mama. I can guarantee, listener, that you are not alone in that. I think that's something that we often go through when you are the, the person that has the first grandkids or the only grandkids or sometimes they're the only local grandkids 
or maybe they're the young grandkids and all the others have grown up because there is a bit of joy, isn't there, in grandparents being able to buy presents for the kids because what we love at Christmas is much less about going shopping and buying things and it's really about the joy that we bring people on Christmas Day, the joy that people have in their faces and in their reactions when we give them a present and they open it and they love it. And so I totally get why grandparents find it hard um, but also grandparents need to respect the wishes of the family. So what I did is I wrote back to this listener and um, I said, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm glad you enjoy it. Great question about Christmas gifts. It's such a tricky topic with in-laws and family members in general. Here are a few ideas that clients and I have used in the past who have struggled with the same quandary. And so what I'm going to do today for the episode is actually go through some of these responses that I gave to this listener, because I am sure that she's not alone and there might be someone in your world or you might be the person in maybe your family's world that is the over-purchaser, the over-giver, the extravagant beyond measure person. And what we don't want to do is take away your spirit of generosity. We don't want to take away the joy that you have in giving gifts. But how can we place parameters and boundaries and guardrails around that so that it's not inadvertently causing stress and overwhelm and inundation and you know, clutter in a house and all of those types of things. So here's a couple of the suggestions that I gave. I said, is there a larger or more expensive item that your children need that you could ask, ask them to purchase instead of a lot of smaller presents that maybe aren't needed? So if you do have family members who have a bigger budget than standard, whatever standard is for you. It might be that the children need really good um, dance shoes or they need a new saddle for the horse or they need a new laptop for school. So it could be saying, hey, I love that you're generous and here's a need, a really big need that it would be amazing if you could either contribute to or maybe they want to take that and, and completely purchase that for you. And so what you're not saying is spend less. What you're saying is, hey, could we contribute this to a a larger item, a more significant item, because that will have such good value for the child. The next suggestion is, as the children get older, could they contribute to an activity your kids are interested in, like music lessons, joining a sporting team or dance or creative lessons? I love this as a gift idea because it is an experience, but it's not an experience that is just a one-off, you know, you go on a trail ride or you go stand up paddle boarding or tree climbing or something like that. But actually contributing to an after-school or extracurricular activity means that every week or every fortnight or however often it is, your generous and giving family member is contributing to an experience every single week. And it might be that at the end of that, they're able to come and see a game or watch a show or go to the exhibition or whatever it is and actually be part of that. So think about how that might be an option that you could ask a generous grandparent to contribute to. The next suggestion, could you say that if they want to give so many presents that a certain number of them will need to stay at their house for when the kids visit as there isn't room in your house to store them without causing overwhelm. And so in this instance, you're actually giving freedom and you're saying, hey, you do you, but the boundary that I'm putting in place is actually about what fits in my house and what I'm happy to bring back into my house. So if you would like to purchase an enormous amount of toys, 
That is totally fine. You'll need to keep them at your house. And I think that that's okay because then what you also have is this anticipation of going to the family member's house. I'm going to Nana and Pa's and, oh, that's right, they have their all the paint set or they have the train set or whatever it is that the kids are playing with. And so it's not about, you know, putting your boundaries and making it consequences because you're not telling them what to buy. They can buy less. But you are saying, I actually can't fit this in my house without it causing stress and so could we please store some of them in your house? Okay, I've got another three to give you. We're just going to go to a super quick break and I'll be back with the next three top tips in just a second. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, here we go. The next one is if you feel comfortable, could you say, hey, it doesn't align with our family values to be outlandish and out of respect, could you respect our wishes of less presence? Now, that might take a little bit more confidence. Some of you might just be like balking and going, "Mm, Amy, that's never going to work. But for some people, that actually would work. They do have that kind of relationship where they can be a little bit firmer with their boundaries and just say, our family values don't align with that. Please respect our wishes. So and the next one is, could they invest the money and help the kids buy a car when they're older? So maybe you could say, hey, I love that you love doing this. I love that you set aside a budget for the kids. So still buy some presents. But how about if each year we open up a high interest savings account and we just put money in each year and then when they're 18, you can take them car shopping or you can help contribute to their uni degree or a course they want to do, but something longer term. And so that might be something that people are willing to contribute to. I know that as a family, like Cal and I don't do extravagant pocket money, but what we do do is put money aside for the kids for when they're older. So it's still their money, but at the moment they don't have access to it until they're a little bit older. Could you write an email that you address to both sets of grandparents? And this is a, this is a little bit 
peer pressurey, but but hear me out. Write an email addressed to both pairs of grand, both sets of grandparents, and then ask your mum to reply all with her agreement to respect your wishes. So what I'm not wanting to do here is be manipulative, although maybe it is a little bit manipulative now I'm saying it out loud, but there's also a little bit of positive peer pressure of you're not singling one person out. You're not saying mother-in-law, you can't do this, but she doesn't know you've also had that conversation with your mum or with aunties and uncles and, and extended family. So is there a way that you can kind of flatten the playing field and say, hey, everybody, this is our wishes this Christmas? Now, some of these ideas might work for you, listener. Some of them might spark a new idea that could work for you. Now, for anyone that's been listening to this podcast for more than about 30 seconds, we'll probably know that the Ravels are not particularly gift-orientated people. We've you know, had episodes about the fact that we say to the kids, what do you want? And they're like, yeah, nothing. I don't need anything. I'm happy with my one t-shirt and one pair of shorts. Slight exaggeration, but only just. And so we've been talking about when the kids were little, we used to do something called a yes day. And so the concept was that without any notice, we'd wake the kids up in the morning in school holidays and go, today is a yes day. Anything you ask for, the answer is yes. And kind of like the genie in Aladdin, you can't make anyone fall in love. You know, there's some, there's some rules. And so it was, it has to be done today. So they couldn't say, uh, could you please fly us to Queensland for a week? It had to be something that could happen on that day. And so we would do those when they were little and it was gorgeous. They would ask for like one toy. They'd want to go to uh, McDonald's for lunch and they'd want to go somewhere special for dinner and they'd, you know, just ask for things. Oh, can I have a bag of lollies? And it was a really, really fun thing we used to do when they were little. And we haven't done it in a little while, mostly because bigger kids, more expenses, but also they're not that interested in stuff. So this year, what we've decided as a family is rather than buying any presents amongst the four of us, what we're going to do in the week between Christmas and New Year is we're going to do a yes day. And this time we've given them advance warning. So the concept is that we've given them a budget and we've given them some parameters. So again, you have to be able to do it or purchase it on the day. So no, I'm sorry, children, we can't order $600 pairs of Jordan 4s from the States. It has to be something we can purchase in Melbourne and it has to be the activities have to be things we can do on the day. And so we are really looking forward to it. The anticipation actually has brought a lot of joy. So the kids are researching things, they're writing a list, they're thinking of what they could do, what they want, what they've been needing. You know, they're looking, one of them's looking at a cologne and so they're going around and doing testers and smelling it and trying to figure out what they want so that they can use the time, the money, the budget, all really well on our yes day. And so that's that's what it looks like for us because we're not big present people. In my family, we're doing Kris Kringle this year amongst all, I think there's 17 in my immediate, like my my siblings and parents and all the nieces and nephews. And so we're doing a Kris Kringle amongst all of us. And I love that because you get to get one person, get them something really awesome and you're not coming home with heaps and heaps of like, plastic stuff that ends up getting broken or forgotten about. So that's my solution to the Christmas dilemma. Although we're pretty lucky that we've never had grandparents that were over the top. They've always, you know, spoiled our kids, but not to the point where it stresses us out, which has been lovely. 
So I hope that this has been a helpful episode for, for many of you. One thing I want to do is I will link in the show notes all the Christmas episodes that I've recorded in the past. So one's about preparing for Christmas functions, Christmas Day, Christmas gifts, uh, Christmas decorations, Christmas timetables, all of the things, not maths timetables, like scheduling a busy Christmas. And so I'm going to link to all those episodes. So if you do need an extra episode this week or you've got a specific topic that you're looking for, jump in the show notes and you'll see that there. I hope that you are having a peace-filled Christmas and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Until next week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcaster, forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.